Yes, good afternoon, everyone. I uh, wanted to chat with you all about some things uh, that have come down the pike uh, from the SBA. Um, a lot of us, we try to, you know, keep uh, keep track of what the SBA is doing because a lot of times they, um, they have uh, programs of interest uh, for our, our small business folks. And, uh, and sometimes those programs of interest that are currently in existence, sometimes the guidance may change on some of those programs. So it's a good, um, it's a good habit if you can to keep track of what the, what the SBA is doing. Uh, we're definitely um, trying our best to support uh, Isabel Guzman so far she's done uh, an incredible job as the SBA uh, administrator. And we're just hoping uh, month after month, you know, with her at the helm, they'll continue to do uh, great things. Now, there's a lot of stuff to, to talk about today. A lot has come out, the, uh, out of the SBA in the last um, few weeks. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. And some of it we'll probably just glance over and then we'll have to come back at another time and, and talk about some of this stuff uh, again. But um, the main thing I wanted to focus on today was some of you may be familiar with the EIDL uh, loans. And uh, EIDL has been in, that program has been in existence even before uh, COVID-19. It's just now um, there is a specific, uh, a COVID-specific uh, element within that uh, EIDL program that uh, I wanted to touch on a, a little bit because there, there's been some developments there that I think our small business owners and independent contractors will be interested in. And uh, generally, the assumption is if the federal government thinks that these programs are uh, useful or a benefit, then um, it's not just the benefit of the business owner for these programs. It's also the benefit of the uh, of the country. So um, for both of those reasons, uh, I feel um, obliged to, to share some of this stuff. Now, um, Obviously, you, you, you want to be checking the SBA website. There's also another one uh, called the Journal of Accountancy. And generally, when you hear the word journal, you're thinking about something that's expensive. <laughs> but you can get alerts from the Journal of Accountancy uh, for free. You put in your email address, you, you can subscribe to free, for free. But even if you wanted a, a print edition of the Journal of Accountancy, and it's well worth what you would pay for it. Uh, if you if you anything if you have any interest in business whatsoever, then um, you could pay as low as sixty five dollars a year. So if you do the math, I mean that's like six dollars a, a month on up to uh, I want to say I think eighty dollars. I mean depending on on what you you select. So uh, if you have any interest in business whatsoever, that Journal of Accountancy may be something that, that you may want to be interested in. Uh, particularly for my students, you know, I love you all, the, the business majors, definitely uh, look into it. I know you all have the uh, constrained budgets, but $80, you know, a year, and you may, you know, you may can share it with one of your, your classmates that's in your major, et cetera, and y'all can discuss some really good content in there, very essential easy to understand content uh, about business and in particular there's got some great small business stuff uh, uh, in there including some of the stuff that I'm going to be talking to you uh, now so with the uh, EIDL that's the program we're, we're, we're talking about and um, 
this is economic injury um, disaster uh, loans. So um, again, this has been around uh, since before COVID, but now we have something specific dealing with COVID within the uh, EIDL program. And um, some of you who are really on top of things may have seen the um, in the uh, in the they had a hearing, a small business hearing, where they had invited um, two people from the SBA um, down to talk to Congress as to how things were going. And one, one of those persons were represented the EIDL program. The other represented the uh, very well-known PPP uh, program. So I think that's probably a lot more popular than the, than the EIDL. Um, so there's been some changes there. Now, last year um, with the CARES Act, I want to say that's like March of last year, maybe. So... Um, there was uh, money put into this EIDL program for businesses who were um, negatively affected economically by, uh, by COVID. So these were loans, the maximum amount I believe was $150,000 and you had a 12 month uh, deferment period, which means you didn't make your first payment until um, um, 12 months after the, uh, the note. Uh, um, the, the loan origination. So, um, and the interest rates were 3.75%. And this is for small businesses and, and independent contractors. Now, if you were nonprofit, I think they, they shaved off a percentage point and it was 2.75% uh, interest rate. And y'all can, y'all can check all this stuff. Uh, I just want to make sure I, I you know, I, I, I generate the interest. So y'all can y'all can uh, y'all can look into this stuff. Now, um, the maximum now has been raised recently. The maximum has been raised from one hundred fifty thousand to five hundred thousand. You know, so that's a pretty big deal. That's more than three times um, what it was before um, at the at, at the high end. Um, so that's that's pretty important. And the deferral the deferral period has been extended from 12 months to up to 24 months. That's if you were approved for an EIDL loan last year. Now, if you're, now you can still apply for EIDL loan. That's, that's what I'm getting to now. If you, you can apply for EIDL loan, uh, loans now, but the deferment period is only 18 months. But that, and that's because, I mean, you're, you're applying much later than the people who applied last year. You know, for, you know, so obviously that's how that's, how that's set up. So it's from 12 months to either 18 or 24 months, depending on when you applied uh, and got approved for the loan. So, um, so theoretically, yeah, your first payment may not be until 2022, which is which is good because it gives you time to get to get back on your feet. And a lot of small businesses, yeah, they need some time to get back on their feet, and um, the money will be used for you know your normal operating expenses. Um, you know, don't be, you know, getting crazy with, <laughs> you never know how, you know, what kind of, um, uh, governance, uh, they have a place and, uh, and things like that. So yeah, just normal operating expenses. Um, there may have been, you know, some, some sacrifices you had to make, uh, because of COVID, uh, and this gives you the opportunity to, to get back, you know, to get back on your feet. So those are the two main things I wanted to tell you, uh, today. The, the application is online. Um, you can go to cba.gov forward slash disaster. I think that's the, 
the URL for that. And um, you just scroll down and try to find that uh, EIDL uh, application. And it's pretty streamlined. You go in and um, it's probably about three or four steps to it. I mean, you, uh, they want to know who, who all the owners are. Uh, they want to make sure you qualify, you're eligible. So they ask about, you know, criminal history and things like that, as well as, um, you know, if you have some really, um, you know, irresponsible, you know, financial behavior, then uh, they'll, they'll definitely want to know about that. So just want to know, um, you know, if you're eligible, et cetera. And then you need to go into your, your EIN uh, or SSN, depending on how your business is set up. And um, they want to know cost of goods sold. They want to know revenues uh, pre-pandemic. They want to know all that information. And I'm pretty sure um, one, in, while they're processing your application, they may come back and ask you for additional information. That's, that's very possible. I mean, because that's, you know, that's how loans work, even though it's coming from the federal government. They're probably going to want some additional um, uh, information. So here, they'll probably put you in a queue and then, um, so this is kind of the initial screening and then, um, there'll probably be some, you know, professionals to, to go through your application process that maybe ask from some, some additional information. So, uh, I'm guessing that's the way, um, that's the way that's, that's going to work. But the application, I mean, you can probably get through it in 15 to, you know, 15 to 30 minutes, depending on, you know, if you have your, your basic, um, some very basic financial information uh, available. Like I said, it's just like um, revenues, cost of goods sold, and pretty basic stuff. And if you, and some of that will may even be in your tax returns, so you may could just copy and paste it directly from your tax returns. So just look at your um, 2000, that'd be 2019, business uh, tax return, or I guess Schedule C, uh, whichever you use, and some of that information probably can lift right off there and put it on. Um, so, um, Take advantage of that. I mean, if, you, if you've been negatively uh, impacted, I think their number is, I wanna say 30% decrease in revenue um, as you know, representing a, a negative impact. Um, then yeah, I mean, you know, look into it. And again, you get that, that deferment so you can get back on your feet. You can make the investments you need to make to grow your business, get your employees back, et cetera, et cetera. You know. um, you know, just, just get back and get back to where you were, you know, just, just recover. So that's the main thing I wanted to say. Now, uh, what I go into next, I'm just going to go over briefly because I want to, um, I want to talk about this more in detail, probably in another video, but I did, I did want to mention it because it's very urgent there. They, uh, in the initial EIDL, um, some businesses re re received, uh, advances. And for some businesses, the advances were very small. I think some was as low as like $1,000. And if you're a business owner, you know you, you can't do much with $1,000 during a, a disaster like COVID-19. But uh, according to the um, testimony, like I said, there was a hearing, small business uh, SBA hearing um, not too long ago. Uh, the, gentleman, the gentleman basically said that they didn't have enough money to do what the CARES Act had actually said. So they, they didn't even follow the law of what the CARES Act uh, even said in terms of how much money certain small businesses should, should, should receive. So it looks like um, the current uh, SBA administrator, uh, Isabel Guzman and her um, team is, is trying to kind of correct that. So you can um, apply 
for um, the uh, SBA um, EIDL advance that you uh, should have got last year. <laughs> so that's uh, that's something uh, of interest. So so you can you can apply for that, and they try to make it as as easy as possible for you uh, for you to do that. But there, there's one caveat, and they call it a targeted uh, EIDL uh, advance. So the 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 caveat to that is you your business has to be in a what they consider a low income uh community and uh and the reason why you know i'm gonna have to talk about this at another time is because i'm gonna have to you know go on my laptop and go to the website and show you how you put uh, your address your business address into um into that that site that i'm gonna show you the sba has one there's other ones too that are out there but the SBA itself uh, has one that you can that you can put your business address into and it'll show you whether your business is in a low income community or not, because it'll be shaded purple as opposed to shaded, you know, some other color. So it'll be very easy for you to determine whether your business is in a low uh, income uh, community. So you should know, you know, whether you should uh, apply for that or not. And if you're thinking, you know, what I'm thinking, then, you know, as a business owner, you know, if you don't, if you don't. If your business is not in a low-income community right now, um, then you know you may want to consider uh, if it makes sense for your business uh, putting an office in a low-income in uh, community. Because, like I said, if the if the SBA, uh, which is backed by the federal government, uh, feels like this is important, um, then you know it's not just going to be important for the individual business owner. It's something that's going to be important for uh, the country. So if they think this is important for the country, maybe it's something that business owners may want to uh, think about doing. And that's, again, that's, you know, think about, you know, finding where some of these low community, low income communities are and think about, um, you know, having an office in that community, if it makes sense. Again, you know, if it makes sense. And it's definitely something that I'm, that I'm, that I'm thinking about uh, doing and um, and I'm sure a lot of business owners are, you know, thinking about some of the changes and adjustments uh, they're going to make because this is, you know, kind of the time, you know, to do it, you know, given everything that's everything that's happened. But I think, you know, I think, you know, uh, guys, you know, I think that's uh, all I have for you today. So, uh, again, like I said, I will, um, uh, when I get a chance, we'll, I'll get on my laptop and I'll show you how to determine whether your uh, business is in a um, low income uh, community. And um, uh, in the meantime, um, we are working on an article uh, on this topic. So yes, you can have the, the information that you can read, uh, some references, some resources, et cetera, um, to make that uh, available. So I'll keep you updated on that. But until then, you know, I'll let y'all get back to what y'all need to do. Uh, thank you. Peace.